What is going on, everybody? This is Dr. Chris Featherstone here with yet another episode of the Legion of Raw. Listen, it's time to have some fun as we do always. We'll try to make the best out of this. And I can't do it without my partner, Vince Russo. How are you tonight, my man? Doctor, I got to tell you something, man. Usually I told you, you know, Raw is on for me from six to nine. And I usually go live on Twitch at about 8.15 mm-hmm. and start my DVR. And usually by 8.30, I'm caught up with the show. Okay? Man, bro, I got to tell you, I did it a little differently tonight because okay. I was waiting for the Yankee game to start. Me too. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go back and forth, you know, with Yankees and Raw. I'll go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. You know, I'll write, write it up while I'm watching it and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But um, unfortunately, the, the Yankee game never came on, which, which Raw um, dodged a bullet. Yes. So what, what I'm getting at, bro, is I watched tonight's show in real time. Bro, it, I, I am exhausted. It is brutal bro i i I swear i i gotta be honest with you man i i don't care how much you love wrestling i don't care how much you love raw i don't care how much you love the wwe to sit through anything for three hours bro is such a brutal 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 exercise man a brutal exercise. And I, for the first time in a long time, I watched this over a three-hour period. Bro, I'm freaking exhausted, man. I, I don't, I, I I know it's a money deal, bro, but I don't, I don't understand what the point is, man. Yeah, it was about uh, 10, 10, 17, 10, 18 my time. And I was literally doing this <laughs> sitting in my chair because I felt like I was about to doze off, man. It was just oh, like, bro, bro. You, 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 you know, you know what? One of the problems is, bro. They, they, they need to write and produce this show like it's really happening. Mm-hmm. Th- they don't do that, bro. And I want to explain exactly to everybody what i'm talking about okay now i liked where lashley said last week he was gonna call out um lesnar so this week he's he's waiting for him in the ring great yeah no no, no problem i got no problem with that so bro here comes uh here comes a brock They have a little bit of a brawl. Lashley gets the best of them. They kind of, you know, uh, empty the locker room to to get Lashley to pull Lashley apart. Bro, if this were happening in as a shoot, it would not be the end of it because we're going to commercial and we need to go on to something else. Mm. It would not be the end of it, bro. If this were a real, you know, out of control brawl that opened up the show, we wouldn't go from that to, well, here's what's on the rest of tonight's show, and then totally ignore that. We would go back to Bobby. We would go back to Brock. Brock would, once Brock comes to his senses, he would be looking to get back at Bobby. But I hate when they do that, bro. You've got to write this show like this stuff is actually happening. Bro, let me put it to you this way, uh, uh, Chris. If If there's a huge brawl, you know, Ohio State or a baseball game, or if there's a huge brawl that breaks out, the brawl's not going to happen. And then once the brawl is over, the announcers are not going to talk about it. Like, it doesn't happen yeah. that way, bro. Yeah. And I, I hate that they do that because it it makes it so freaking phony. Okay, Brock and, Brock and Lesnar are over. Uh, so, I mean, Lesnar and Lashley are over, so let's go to the next thing. Yeah. This is over, so let's go to the next. Yeah. It's horrible, bro. It's just freaking horrible, man. Let's play two or three more times this brawl. You know, yeah, man. So 
Hill. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I don't know, man. When, when you've got Brock Lesnar in the building who flew in to be on this show, biggest, biggest star, you know, definitely of the brand without a shadow of a doubt, and you're not using him throughout the entire show, bro. Mm. I just, I don't get it. I, I, I just don't get it, man. Yeah. You know, I agree, man. Um, yeah. I mean, this was, I actually liked this segment. I liked how it started off. It wasn't any type of, you know, uh, bells and whistles tonight. You know, last, he did say last week he was going to call out Brock. He did. That led to Brock coming out. Um, you know, I, I I pay attention to the nuances. I, I wasn't a big fan of Brock celebrating, you know, I mean, when he came out. I, I really didn't like that too much. But at the same time, it does show that he was kind of cocky. He wasn't thinking too much of Lashley, which actually wouldn't make sense because Lashley beat him, you know, nearly 10 months ago. So those nuances didn't really connect with me. Uh, but I did like the segment when it comes to lastly getting the upper hand. Yeah, bro, look, look, bro, I, I swear, look, look, look what I have on my notes so people know I'm not bull crapping. Good chaotic open, yeah. need follow up. That's when we went to commercial. We yeah. came back right back to script. What's on tonight's show? Yeah, that, that, that that's what I'm talking about, bro. That makes it phony because yeah. if that really happened that's what the announcers would be talking it's like holyfield getting his ear bit and and the announcer's not saying anything after yeah. <laughs> like he just he's got his beard bit off it let's just continue oh, with the, I with hate the fight that, i hate know? that about wrestling yeah. i just hate that about you you've yeah. got to you've got to write this like this is actually real and taking place man. and we're not going to get any follow up either I mean, this no. Brock's, Brock's not coming back, and you know no. he's not coming back until Crown Jewel. Yeah. They, they just need this two week build to set up the Crown Jewel match, and yeah. that's what we're gonna get. Yeah, Brock will be back in Saudi, and that's what we get. And so, yeah, it's 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 interesting. I mean, you know, I like I said before, I hated the segment last week. I thought it was absolute trash. I'll give I'll give WWE kudos this week because the segment was better. And it made Lashley look better, you know, from from this week. So right, we'll see. I hope that I hope that Lashley goes over Lesnar. There's no reason at all for Lesnar to go over Lashley. So hopefully, hopefully he does go over Lashley. So we'll, well see. bro, we got our second thing here where there is no question, no how, no way that they're not watching this show because uh, AJ and Anderson and Gallows come out. Uh, they got a match over Alpha Academy, which nobody cares about. The uh, the OC goes over. Mm-hmm. Then Judgment Day comes out. And uh, they talk about, okay, right now, us, let's do it right here, right now. And uh, Judgment Day said, oh, no, we're going we're gonna to do it at Crown Jewel. Yeah. And AJ said, wait a minute, I don't understand this. Why does everybody do this? <laughs> I noticed that. You got a ring, you're here, I'm there, <laughs> let's do this right now. So I'm like, okay, well, so somebody's definitely watching our show because at least then – they got into the Dominic AJ thing in a more creative way. Yeah. And, and I just, I love the fact that AJ pointed that out. Like, why, why do we do this every week? Like, yeah. what, what's stopping us from having this match now? So I noticed that too. I said, ah, oh, see, yeah. that's that again, those nuances I pay attention to. Yeah. Another nuance I paid attention to is uh, we got a new star of the show on Raw this week. His name is Mustafa Ali. Oh, God, bro, please. (laughs) (laughs) Out of the woodwork, ladies and gentlemen. After calling Vince Russo a hoe, Triple H says, see, that's what I need in you. Yeah. That's what I need in you, Ali. (laughs) I'm going to circle this this show around you. He comes out. He does a segment with Seth Rollins. He ends the night, you know, getting some come. Now, I don't understand. This guy's got more heat with me that he's calling me a hoe and not Seth Rollins. He never referred to he Seth didn't, Rollins. He didn't say. He's got he didn't. more heat with me than yeah. he does Seth Rollins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I noticed, um, man, the, the, the crowd went completely flat when he came out, man. Bro, I, I, no I don't. No reaction whatsoever. 
Bro, listen, Triple H, whoever, Shawn Michaels, whoever, bro, their they're book, we, we say it all the time, Chris, they're booking Ali and Seth because it's going to be a great five-star match. Who cares? No, who, nobody, you're never going to get this guy over, bro. In, in, in his current form with, with, with what he already hasn't done, and a lot of that wasn't on him, bro, was terrible booking and terrible writing. What makes you think you're going to get this guy over? So, okay, bro, we're going to put Ali and Rollins together. So Meltzer will give it a five-star match, and everybody will say what a great match it was. And you know what, bro? You won't draw one extra fan. Not not one. Bro. But here's the thing, though, Vince. Why in the world do I care about Mustafa Ali coming down to the ring and starting a program with Seth Rollins. You don't. You, you don't, have bro. Matt Riddle. You have Bobby Lashley. And you have Mustafa Ali. I mean, I just... And, and, the, and the crowd, they were in Oklahoma City. You know what I mean? Which, it was a... It was, it was flat in, in segments, but characters knew how to get it over like when JBL came out, the plow, you know, that got a ton of heat. And we'll talk about that segment here in a minute. But when Mustafa Ali came out, they knew who he was. They knew who they, they they know who he is. He's not someone new. He wasn't. He didn't get a "Who are you?" reaction. He got more of a "I just we just don't care" reaction. And that's one of the worst types of reactions that you can get. At least if you can get some type of reaction, that's something. But if you get nothing, that's one of the worst reactions. I have. swear, bro, if I were, like, seriously, if, if if I was consulting for them, which which would never happen, I, I would ask, I would ask Triple H one simple question. I would say, Hunter, as a casual fan watching this show, one simple question. Why do I care about Mustafa Ali? Yeah. Give me one single reason why I care about it. I, I would love to see what what he would say to that. Yeah. I, this, he could wrestle. This. He could wrestle. He could put together a good clinic. Yeah, yeah. And, that, and, and, that, and that's what Road Dog told us about one of the Sky Sisters and who cares, bro? Yeah. Who yeah. cares? And here's the thing, and I've said this before, Vince. I said this before. Seth Rollins is at a state right now is at a very dangerous state for other for his competitors because you have the fans cheering for him and his music and you need some really, really good faces right now to really compete with that because otherwise he's just going to take the heat away from the baby face and Mustafa Ali is not a good person to go opposite Seth Rollins when he's turning organically turning over to a bro. Baby. Not only is he not not the right person, he could be the worst person. Yes, he could be the absolute worst person to put yeah. him in there with Rollins right now. If you want to keep Rollins a heel and 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 have him, you know, act like a, a heel, you're not going to get that by having him go against Mustafa Ali. That's for sure. Cause people are just going to continue to sing Yeah, and people don't care about Mustafa Ali enough to say, okay, well, you know, well, he'll get some heat like this, you know, against Mustafa Ali, because although we're cheering, we don't like the fact that he did this to Mustafa Ali. People don't care if he stopped Mustafa Ali. That's yeah, and, and bro, when we get to the last segment, we will really break down how confusing the entire thing yeah, was. I mean, sets a baby face, but, but sets a heel, but the baby faces are outnumbering yeah, him two yeah. to one, and then he lays out the yeah. The baby, like, oh my god, superhero it, come up and then Muhammad Ali down there, and oh my, what the, bro? I'm watching this whole thing, and it's like it's it's this simple, bro. This is where they're going. Ali's now gonna break off with Seth, which nobody cares about, and now Riddle is gonna have an issue with uh, uh right. Elijah because he cost them the match. So now they've got two more wrestling programs to work. And that's that's exactly why they yeah. did it. Meanwhile, yes, when we look at it, and I don't have to tell you, bro, from a psychological point of view, 
the entire five minutes of this show made absolutely zero sense, bro. No. And who did it get over? Who? Ali? No. <laughs> no. Not with the fans, at least. They tried. You know, they, they tried to do this. Uh, they try to get him over with the booking and with the with the production today with the lineup, but no, definitely not with the fans. We had uh, Dakota Kai and EO Sky, the Sky Sisters, as you would call them, uh, your favorite tag team. Uh, well, well, we, we had Bailey again wearing a new outfit two we weeks did. in a row now. That's we lost the white thing. See, bro, ever since we lost the white outfit, bro. <laughs> What started got, Mustafa Ali calling you out of your Mustafa name. Ali, bro, because you know what my what what I pitched is nothing near what this angle is, bro. Yeah. That I want my shot. What is it? I want my shot or something? Yeah, though he had yeah. a he was trying to get a desperately he was trying to get a tagline over. Yeah. Um, so they defeat they defeat Candice LeRae and Bianca Belair. This segment really, really like confused me. Because Candice LeRae, okay, she came back. I don't know if it's a Gargano thing, like, uh, you know, bring, bring back my wife if you want me to come back type of deal. But she just feels very irrelevant. And then they have Bianca Belair come out there and just look weak in the tag match. I don't well, know. Well, well Chris, why is the champion in these tag I matches? Why, bro, can you imagine you're putting Bruno out there every week in a tag <laughs> match? Like, why <laughs> is she in tag matches? Are you that uncreative that there is not a number one contender for yes. Bianca Belair? Why is your champion in tag matches every week, bro? It makes absolutely no sense to me. It doesn't make her special. It doesn't make her stand out. What a waste, bro. Yeah, and I say that all the time. Like, make him stand out. Hogan, That's like Hogan coming out an attack match, you know, every week with, you know, uh, uh, someone like a a leaping Lanny Poffo or something like that. You know what I mean? Like Poffo's a, you know, he was a good little hand, right? You know, he was, he was cool. He was Savage's brother, but he wasn't like a mega star. You know what I mean? bro. But it's like Hogan comes out and teams up with Poffo or something. It just, it doesn't make Hogan stand out. And then Poffo gets the fall. And Hogan's just sit there and says, oh, brother. You know what I mean? Like, oh, man, I just – that doesn't make the uh, Hogan look larger than life. If he's no, you're, you're, you're watering him. her down, bro. Yeah, you exactly. are watering her down because you don't know how to book her, bro. So you're just watering her down, man. Yeah. It, it's, it's absolutely watering her down. It doesn't make her make her stand out at all. And then she's losing again. Like even if she if she was winning the tag matches, it would be one thing. Although she still shouldn't be in them, yeah. but losing the tag matches multiple times, yeah. and then you're trying to make her feel like a star. That's not going to do it yeah. at all. Um, next we have, and bro, uh, we got we got to stop, bro. We we've got to stop with the freaking announce table in every single match, yeah. bro. That should be one spot of the night. Yeah. Everybody in their Antilly is flying over that announce table. It means nothing, bro. It means zero. Everybody now is doing it. It's in every single match, bro. Uh man, we have uh Matt Riddle, Ali, and the Miz backstage. Uh the Miz feigns an injury. I just popped huge because Ali was still selling his neck like 30 minutes later. He, he and here's the funny thing about that: he sold his neck 30 minutes later, then he goes over to the Miz and he drops the cell. And he's like, oh, we're, we're going to check. And after Miz, after Miz was done, they walked away. He picked back up. Of course, the of course bro. That's that, 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 that's that, that's what you've got on this show. That's exactly yes. what you've got on this show, bro. That's it. Paul's the sales, ladies and gentlemen. Yep. From, uh, yep. I noticed that same exact thing, bro. The same exact thing. Yep. Uh, next we have the, then we have the judgment day and, and Cora Jade and, Cora Jade asking Rhea Ripley if she wants to be the you know person to pick up pick your poison match. 
Bro, at least yeah. they were smart enough to do this. I give them credit for doing. They are really pushing NXT hard yeah. on this. So yeah. I mean, you I, can tell it's a Triple H thing. All Triple H all the way, but I give them credit for doing this because when she came on, very, very, very attractive woman. I, I don't know. I, I don't. Bro, can you get in trouble anymore for saying women were attract? Are attract? I, I don't even know. But no. this was a very attractive woman. And they put her name up. Thank you very much. Because I had never seen her before. I had no idea who she was. But because they put her on the lower third, I, I knew who, you know, I, I now know who it is. Yeah. True. You know who Cora Jade is because of the lower third. But at the same time, this doesn't mean anything. Because no, it's, no, just going, it's just a, 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 a link. No, bro. There were, NXT. there were so many. There were so many efforts to try to get me to watch NXT. I think it's tomorrow, mm-hmm. and there must have been at least six of them, bro. At least six. Yes. And bro, I'll be honest with you. There wasn't one thing that would make me. Oh, let me write that down and make sure I watch this. Yeah. <laughs> I think Horace dating Braun Breaker, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, really? Yeah, Steiner's yeah. son. Yeah. Yeah, nobody's finer than Scott Steiner, unless your name's Cora Jade. So, uh, next we have uh, JBL introducing Baron Corbin. When he comes out, he he, I, I knew that he was going to turn on the crowd, you know, because he's he. JBL's promos are money, man. They, they, oh yeah, no, he's cut, he cut a really good money. promo. They're They're that's a pro, money. bro, no doubt about it. That and I was it. like, you know what? I'm a college football fan. You know, I'm a huge college football fan. Texas is. Rival is Oklahoma with the Red yeah. River shootout. JBL's from Texas. I'm like, he's definitely going to turn on Oklahoma because they're like the Michigan of Texas, you know, compared to Ohio State. And so he did that, which was good. I mean, JBL's just absolutely money on the on the mic. But then he introduced the the new savior of professional wrestling, Baron Corbin, who's not in a different gimmick. He's not in some cocky, you know, uh, Wall Street stock market gimmick, you know, to to compliment JBL. He's in his exact gimmick, but different gear. But somehow he's supposed to be the savior and the new wrestling god. Bro, let me let me explain this this to me. I've had some exchanges with uh, uh, Baron Corbin on DM. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I've, you know, I mean... We've we've talked a little bit now, bro. I don't watch SmackDown, and now, now I'm really going to prove that I wasn't sexist a couple of weeks ago, because the first thing I said is, "What the frig are you wearing, bro? Like what? <laughs> Somebody on on my Twitter feed, bro? They uh, they made the comparison to it looked like the inside of a purse." Mm. Which yeah yeah you know bro what what kind of wrestle what is that I I I was like bro like what what that was the blandest yeah like what yeah I didn't get it bro I didn't get it and bro this freaking match went on forever like come on there there was no need for this match to go as long as it did something must have went short bro and they must have got time out of this this match went on forever yeah i think they're i think they were trying to make something out of baron corbin in this new wave of excitement i don't i I doubt that JBL's this is a main spot for JBL. I just think this is a one and done. I'm not sure about that, but I imagine JBL's not going to come back to, you know, at least full-time full-time or semi-full-time to manage Corbin from this. It was it felt so out of And here's the thing. When there were certain people who were Paul Heyman guys, if the manager outshines the wrestler like that's a bad call, man. Yeah. Because Paul yeah. Heyman, he, you know, when he manages Brock, you know, and, and Reigns, he doesn't outshine them. So he actually feels, you know, there, there, there's he colors them, he adds a layer to them. But when he managed like Ryback and like Curtis Axel and Heidenreich, you know, what I mean, like when he when he managed those people and Cesaro, he felt bigger than the wrestler. 
Yeah. Or took yeah. away from yeah. the wrestler's momentum and any heat, it went on him. And to me, if JBL comes out with Corbin every week, there's no way that Corbin's going to outshine JBL, who's gold on the mic, and he looks much more like a star than Corbin does in some bland, ridiculous gimmick. I don't see how this is going to work. Bro, I got to tell you, man, the first time I ever saw Corbin, I actually saw him on NXT and he reminded me from, uh, he reminded me of the De Niro character in Cape Fear with his hair and the way he was set up. And I thought he had a really good look. Yep. They didn't know how to get that over. Like they don't know how to get anything over. Then, then I think he went to some happy Corbin gimmick, which I never saw. I heard about it. Yeah, he went to before that was the Bummy Corbin, which was really good actually. The Bummy Corbin, yeah. then Happy Corbin. Yeah. So now is this like is are we Seth Rollinsing? Is like all that gone now? And is no, it, he's still Happy Corbin. He's like oh, a, he still is. He's happy like a toned Corbin. down Happy Corbin. Yeah, I mean like. Cause the bummy Corbin actually was really, really good. Like he, he just started, he grew his hair out. He had like, like uh food on his shirt. He was, he played the homeless. He didn't have enough money. I said, and I said this many times before that they dropped the ball heavy with that because that could have been a really, really good opportunity to turn him face because he was starting to get that sympathy, but it was like an Instagram like uh video that he hit uh the lotto i mean he hit the jackpot of the, oh, like at, roseanne the like like the roseanne show yeah that was that was out bro, of you all see, the time that they put in that and i swear to, bro i swear th- this is what this is what i mean by them being absolutely clueless roseanne was the hottest show for years mm-hmm. when they came out and you know bro the connors were you know you know lower class they didn't have money, you know. Uh, uh, you know the, the the Dan Connor had to find every odd job and everything like that. And then, bro, they won the lottery. Mm-hmm. Next season, the show was was done. Yeah, because people did not want to see the Connors yeah. in that light. Yeah, yeah. you got to learn from shit, bro. You can't, you know. Yeah, yeah. It it. It they really dropped the ball on on, yeah. on 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 Bummy Corbin, and I think that really would have made him like a huge baby face if they did that. But this Happy Corbin is I mean, so. What, what was what was Happy Corbin then? Happy what, Corbin what? was a person like like I said. So it was an IG. He was Bummy Corbin, right? And there was an IG video that he hit the jackpot at a casino, and that turned into him being this big rich guy. And that was it. It wasn't anything like that made sense. It was well, just the IG video, and that was he, it. I I would have never known he was a rich guy by what he was wearing in the true. Room. Yeah, and even Absolutely. before, even you know, that's a good point because even during his SmackDown run, there was nothing about his character that felt rich and elitist it was just i hit the jackpot and now i got a lot of money there was nothing it made zero sense no sense whatsoever of why i'm buying into his character it was confusing there was there was no backstory behind it as far as you know what he's doing with the with the lotto why how he hit it it was just a video that they shoot uh and it's funny bro because you can make you can make somebody that way Say, say say they took a page out of the old andy kaufman uh, book and say Corbin, he he's going to give nobody's a chance, and every match he's going to put you know a hundred grand on the line or two hundred. He keep hmm. the stakes keep going up every week. Yep. It's like a rolling lottery, bro. Mm-hmm. And then he you know five hundred, five fifty, six hundred thousand, and you know like like a coffin was beating women. Yeah. He's he's dominating jobbers. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, bro, you have that one guy come along. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, I, I, me not watching SmackDown, I had no idea this guy was money watching this tonight. No Vince, idea. That was the, what you just said is leaps and bounds better than anything they could. They they did, and they have been over the past, you know, couple yeah. of years with this thing. And so I, I think that that would have been a really good idea, good idea because that what that could have done is that could have brought up some like, you know, NXT babyface or something like that. Yeah. 
and that he could have been the person who beats yep. Corbin, yep. and that would have been like the the X Pac, you know, Scott Hall yep. effect. Exactly, right? that's it exactly what it is, bro. Yeah, yeah, exactly what it is. Uh, next we have uh, uh, backstage Byron Saxon interviewing the Miz. He gets interrupted by Johnny Gargano. That causes him to uh, sprout up real quick, and his knee doesn't doesn't hurt. <sighs> Why do we get so three hours is a drag? It's a stretch. I think one of the biggest things of the the issue that we get as far as it feeling so much like a stretch, we keep saying seeing the same people yes. in different segments over and over and over and over again. Yeah. And I think that really it really causes such a stretch in that three hour show. Man. And not only that, that Chris, I agree with you 1000%. And what's happening in those scenes are not important. No. Okay, bro. You fake the leg and Ooh, like it, it's so bland. It's so elementary. It's so unimportant. If something happened in these scenes that furthered the show, that's one thing. But something like, oh, I, I, I slipped, and oh no, I, I really didn't. Oh, we, 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 we checked the the custodian's backlog. Yeah. Really, bro? <laughs> like, <laughs> did you really buy Red Scott? Did, did you really go Come on, man. That's what I mean. It's it's so weak, bro. That like. You're you falling asleep watching this. Then they hit you with these stupid scenes. Yeah, and bro, it kind of like, I swear to God, I just feel like, I feel like Chuck Wepner, man. Remember Chuck Wepner, yeah. bro? I feel like you just, you beat me down and beat me down and beat me down till finally when the 15 rounds is over, I'm like, uncle, uncle, uncle. all right, enough, <laughs> uncle, uncle. That's what, bro, watching it over three hours, that's what it feels like like man yeah, you know man. yeah it, it just over and over again man it's like i mean it just shows it just goes to show that like when they're segmenting these things off i, I wonder how much triple h has you know like because I, I heard it's like kevin nash said that he's not on the you know on the uh, head headset as much as vince was and gorilla and stuff like that I wonder how much he's just cashing in, man, and just really wanting NXT to like really get the shine here. Because if you're like Vince, you're a writer, you understand the importance of segments in episodic television. Okay. So when we see something like what we saw today, like, do you really think? And if you're, if, if they're getting between like one five and one eight right now, do you really think they think? that making these segments the way that they do is going to elicit more viewers. Chris, I can tell you this, and I mean this from the bottom of my heart, okay? And this is not me putting myself over. This is what a horrible job they're doing, okay? You know, Chris, I used to, you know, kind of, you know, keep my foot in the game. There was a... Uh, there's a promotion here in Colorado called Rocky Mountain Pro. Yeah, so and I became Marty very. Elias, he's working with. He's working. Yeah, with yeah, I became very good friends with the owner. Great, great guy. Mm -hmm. I kind of had a falling out with them like about four or five years ago, and I just stopped doing it. Right. Mm -hmm. So he really, really, really wants me to come back, and I'm like, bro, I, I, I really, but I want, I want to help him, mm -hmm. but I don't, I, I don't, you know. But anyway, Chris, here's my point. They had a show this past week, and I said, let me just come down to the show and check it out, okay? Chris, I guarantee you, I went in the back, 95% of these wrestlers are total strangers to me because it's been about four or five years. I don't know any of them. Is Marty DeMoff still competing for them? Yeah, Marty was there. I did mm -hmm. see him. Marty's a great guy. Yeah. I guarantee you, bro, in one month, these people that I don't know, and I don't care how long they've been in the business, I guarantee you in one month, I could shoot better backstage segments with them than what you see on Raw. I guarantee you. Now, I'm not talking about the wrestling. Mm -hmm. not, not the, I'm just talking about me producing, writing the verbiage, directing, cut it, do it again. I guarantee you, bro, in one month, 
I can give you better than anything I saw on this show. And that should not be, Chris. Mm. That should not be. I agree. Because that's with the budget they're working with. Oh my God, bro. It's just, and you know, the, the, you know, bro, cause another one, then, then we go to om, o, almost an MVP. Oh, goodness. Like, okay, bro. Like you, man, it, it's, it's like, bro, we've got X amount of minutes to fill. How are we going to fill these minutes? Man? Yes. You know? Yeah. yeah, it's, it's true. I mean, it, that's why it feels like a stretch Vince. It just feels like, man, okay. Yeah. We've got, 30 here we got 45 here we got three here we got four here okay let's take this and add it to this here right. just so it can stretch out chris then the next thing is i'm seeing for the first time in my life cameron cameron grind grinds, yeah. grinds i swear yeah. to god i'm watching this guy i don't know who this guy is from adam but i i know Bro, I saw better talent Saturday on a freaking indie show. I, I did. I actually, I saw better people than this. How is this guy on TV? Mm. He was Trevor Lee. He was an impact for a while. I don't uh, care who he was, bro. I'm, I'm just, like, I'm just letting you, letting you know. I, I so, know, but like, he, he was Trevor Lee. He was an impact for a while. He was in the cruiserweight division, and he's, uh, he was in NXT. I, I don't watch NXT anymore. I think he won the North American Championship, or maybe I, I'm not. I'm not sure. NXT, I, I, it lost me. So, but I do know who he is. He for a while was charismatic. You know, he he has some he has some charisma. He played a rich guy too, uh, and it, it kind of worked because they ended up having Diviase, uh, um a part of the angle with him and uh, Eli Drake, LA Knight. So that was, it was pretty cool. But going back to your point, though, as a casual fan, like you need to show me, you need to tell me, like, I don't, you don't know any of this. So <laughs> that's Chris, the thing. Let, let, let's talk about something we do know. Okay. When all, all these characters on this show, Candice LaRue, uh, her, her is Gargano her husband? I don't even yes. know who's married to yep. Candice LaRue, Gargano, the Sky Sisters, Cameron Grimes. I can go on and on and on with the people on this show. The one, the one woman who I said was very attractive, I had no idea yep. who she yep. was. Yep. Chris, we are you and I are watching Rocky for the first time. I could tell you right now what the first two scenes are. The first scene is him in the ring with Spider Rico, two guys, boxers down on their luck. There's like a $20 purse to the winner. So we, we know, bro, this guy is just trying to survive. The second scene, Chris, we go to his apartment mm -hmm. and where we see, bro. In, in, in that time, you knew who this guy was. Correct. You knew who this guy was by seeing the first five minutes of this movie. Yeah. These yeah. people, we go on for months, yeah. and I don't know who. Who is Bailey? Yeah. Who is, what, who, what makes Bailey different from the two girls that, that are the tag team champions? You know, you, brought, you bring a good point about that when it comes to Rocky movies because people – People think about the fight scenes when it comes to the Rocky movies, but that's just a very, very small portion of the Rocky movies. Bro, let me tell you how small it is because I saw a very old Sylvester Stallone interview today. Mm -hmm. Nine minutes. Wow. Nine <laughs> minutes of boxing in wow. that entire movie, Chris. Yeah. I just saw that today. Nine minutes. Wow. And and that's what makes it so cool because the thing is, people are no people know him for the fight scenes. But it's it took much more to get there. It took the relationship with Adrian. It took Apollo Creed, his relationship with Apollo Creed. It took his relationship with Mickey. You know what I mean? The trainer. It's like there's so many nuance and so many elements that's actually get making us understand who Rocky Balboa is. Yep in order for us to have the sympathy for yes. him yes. when he's going into the fights. Yes. It, it's it's creating layers in the character of Rocky Balboa. We're yes. getting the rock. The Rocky movies is knowing Rocky Balboa enough to rally behind him when he fights as a baby face. That, that's basically what Rocky Balboa is. And the reason why it works so much is because the more we saw him, the more we realized, man, this guy's a good guy. 
Like, like I, I want to be on his side. You know what I mean? He's fighting Thunderlips and he's fighting, you know, Apollo Creed in the beginning. They became really good friends. He's fighting Ivan Drago. You know what I mean? All those things are, all those people are heels that he wins in the end. And it's then, cool. Chris, you get to the second movie. The idea in the first movie was, I just want to go to distance. I just want to go yep. to the distance. Yep. I just want to go to the distance. He goes the distance. Yep. So now when, by the time you get to Rocky 2, there ain't going to be no rematch. Yeah. He set out to do what he wanted. But now on the other side of the coin, you got Apollo Creed who felt he was humiliated. So now you saw that character. Remember yeah. with his wife, bro, when he's on top of the staircase mm-hmm. and he's yep. reading. the. So now you're, you're seeing the side of that. That's what it's all about. Yep. We don't see any sides of these characters. Yeah. And Creed Creed becomes a baby face because he becomes friends with Rocky because he gets distance. Yes, we don't see any, all that stuff we don't see any of. That's why, bro, like there was, I just want, I want to point out this because I made it a point to watch Bray's promo. Mm -hmm. I just, bro, I, I pray 1 million percent that he is totally in charge of this I story. Do, I hope so too, man. I please, please, please. I hope he's one hundred percent in charge of what he's going to do. Yeah, I hope so, man. The the, the last segment, the brace. Seg- you know, I'm I'm the I'm open to see where this goes, and I'm intrigued. I think it was it was a little odd to me as far as just the last segment in in a way, you know. But I'm 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 clinging on to see you know i'm interested i'm interested and and for that for that reason you know he he did his job but i get it like it it seems as if um like people are theorizing who the wyatt six are and things like that and could could there be six different people i was told by some wwe sources by by a wwe source of, of certain characters but it seems like they're veering away from that and this could be actually six different personalities, which, you know, is that to me, like I'm, I'm hooked to, to see where that is because of what it seems as if it's like the whole, I did like, I did like the kind of the story behind it. Like Bray's like, you know, you kind of playing the baby face role. People are uh, 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 behind him and he's like, you know, I love you guys. And it seems like the antithesis is that is the mask. And then the mask at the end is kind of causing him to kind of veer away and kind of go back into the darkness. We saw that with the fiend though, you know what I mean? And so it's like, you know, he was like kind of a good guy with the firefly funhouse, nice and nice and chipper. And then the fiend just kind of took him to the dark side. So I don't know if like the same thing is going to happen with this mask and, it's, remember the mask movie? It's kind of like when Jim yeah, Carrey yeah, yeah, was yeah, without yeah, the yeah, mask, yeah. and when he turned yeah. the mask, somebody stopped me and stuff like that. So I don't, I don't know if what they're gonna do. I'm interested to see where it goes, but I, I, I'm saying like if he, if he has full power and full control over it, I'm definitely much more open, and, and I, I think it's much promising than if. Triple H is kind of putting his hand on that, you know what I mean? So we'll we'll see where it goes, man. Yeah, yeah. Uh next we have uh Dominic Mysterio beating AJ Styles, man. How about that? Yeah, again, though, bro. My God, it's like, and we've talked about this before. Bro, this is about the sixth time Rhea Ripley's done this. Mm. And she's still allowed to go like that. Th- th- that's what I hate, bro. I mean, yeah. that, that's that's what I hate. I mean, my God, she's done this six times. And at no point is she stayed in the back, locked in a cage, handcuffed to the ring ropes. I, I mean, a million things, bro. You know, a million yeah. things. But how many times are we going to see this finish, bro? Like, yeah, on, and, and, and also it's also feeling 50 50, though. You know, yeah. what I mean, I, I still think we haven't got away from the 50 50 because it's like you AJ before that was losing a bunch. Yeah. And so he got a reset button when he brings in Al- Anderson and Gallows. That is an opportunity to really thrust him back into the baby face, you know, to be one of the top baby faces. 
And a week later, after he reunites with Anderson and Gallows, he loses a match. And yeah. I'm like, how in the world does that help him as a babyface when you desperately need babyfaces right now? And he he's losing against Dominic. You know what I mean? I'm just I don't I don't get it. And then guess what? This is leading to the OC beating the Judgment Day at Crown Jewel. But they want to make sure that AJ gets uh, that the Judgment Day gets a win in. Just for them to lose, I, yeah. I, I don't understand this 50 50, man. Yeah, the I same agree. concept. Yeah, <clears throat> next you have the men's attacking Dexter Loomis before a match, and we're going to stretch, we're going to stretch this angle some more events. And again, bro, well, first of all, you had the you had the Miz and the Gargano thing, so now now there's a real story. I, I can't, yeah, wait, yeah, I yeah. can't wait to see what this whistleblower, is. Yeah, 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 I can't wait to, I, I really can't wait to see what this is, but. So, bro, we've been seeing, again, as a casual fan, I've only seen Dexter Loomis on this show. And, you know, he's psychotic. He's a psychopath. He's Michael Myers. Well, you just killed him. Yeah. You, you, you beat him down with a chair, and we never saw him for the rest of the show, so obviously he's not. My, but that's what I'm saying, bro. You know, this is like the old, you know, the, the, the classic movie Carrie where at the end of the movie, the hand comes out from under the yeah, grave. Yeah. Have him do the a sit-up at the very end. Yeah, I was thinking the, the same thing. Something. Yep. But yep. You, you, you've you killed the monster. So how much of a monster was he, bro? You got to give him a comeback by the time Miz lays him out to the end of the show. They would do the same thing to The Undertaker to protect his gimmick. He would be down on the floor or on the ground looking at you know uh, back face up and what would he do he would rise up you know what i mean and that would cause him to protect his gimmick he's immortal yes you put me down for a little bit but i'm gonna rise up and i got this i got some leverage now i want to protect my character if you're trying to create the dexter loomis to be kind of like that invincible you know indestructible character why would you bring him down? Because the only thing that Miz needs to do is just carry a chair with him every week. Chris, why, why don't you? I mean, it's it's this freaking simple. He gets beat down by the chair. He's down selling. We go to commercial break. We come back, ladies and gentlemen, you're not going to believe what happened during the commercial break. And you see the sit-up. You see the look. Mm-hmm. And you see him walk. That's all you yes. need to do, bro. That's you've just you killed this do. guy. No, so he's not a monster. He's not. You 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 just beat him. Yeah, exactly. Even that, either that, or you could have just had like, you know, the Miz get distracted by you know, uh, um, uh, security, and they they bring him, they 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 take him away, and even during the you know before the commercial break. He sits up and the miss, you know, gets startled and, and and run away. You know, I mean, either one would have been good because, it, okay, if you're stretching the angle, you're stretching the angle, but still, you can't stretch the angle if you just buried and, and killed. Right. The, because the Chris, I I don't know about you, but I was waiting for him to get up. I was too. Yeah, yeah. I was too. Because when he kind of when he kind of did yeah. one of those things, yeah. I was yeah. like, yeah. okay, he's probably just going to get right up and like yeah. you know just shake it off. But I was like, when I cut off that, I'm like, what? Yeah, <laughs> I, was I was waiting the for the, way, bro. I was waiting I was for the, the comeback. Yep. Yep. Uh, next, we have uh, Elias segments. Uh, this leads to Riddle coming out. He's like, why are you interrupting me? Man, what a horrible way to bring back Elias, man. Just, I mean, this he didn't get any type of shine from this. He didn't get it over at all. This led after him being gone for so long and they doing a whole angle with Kevin Owens and Ezekiel. He finally comes back. He grows his beard back. He looks just about like the, uh, the older Elias. This led to a sing, a singing segment interrupted by riddle. And then at the end of this, he gets stomped by Rollins. I mean, I just, to do all that for this, that just kind of puts Elias back in the same boat as he were was before he left, man. It does it doesn't Elias is another person who's super creative. And it just does not seem like Vince or Triple H sees in him 
what his creative creativity can offer, just like you know, Loomis. Chris, listen, they're, they're, bro, they're just creating matches. That that that's all they're doing. Because when you look at this from a logical standpoint, he's ready to give the concert. He's he's interrupted by Riddle, but Riddle's gonna be his friend, and Riddle wants to play the bongos with him. So Riddle's gonna sit there and listen. He gets ready to go again. Now he's interrupted by Seth. That gives him enough reason now, bro, to hang around ringside. Yeah. Okay. Well, like, so the heel has a problem with Elijah being ringside because Elijah shouldn't be ringside. Mm -hmm. So if I'm Seth Rollins, I'm going to have a problem with him too. What are you doing here? You know, whatever. So Seth winds up, I think, laying. So who got laid out first? Riddle. No, between Seth and Elijah, who got laid out first? What do you mean between Seth and Elijah? Seth laid out Elijah first, and that's when Elijah came back in the ring. You said Elijah. That's my son's name. Elias. Elias, whoever. So so Riddle. Like, where's my son at? Where's he? Wait a minute. So Seth is having, let's get this straight. Seth is having a match with Riddle for the championship. Yes. I got a problem with you being out here. You got no business being out here. Yeah. And he's supposed to be the heel. Yeah. So he lays out Elias for being out there. Yes, he lays out Elias and Elias uh, does a jumping knee. Yeah. To to he hits uh Rollins back. But then he decks Elias. Elias comes he asks him to hit him and then he decks him. Yeah. Elias comes in. Yeah, and he's about to deck Rollins, but all, but Rollins pushes Riddle on him yes. and gets the win. Yeah, then he lays out Riddle, and then he stomps Elias after that. And then here comes Ali. And yeah, Ali the, comes. the whole idea. My my point is this: the whole idea is to get Elias and Riddle in a program. Yeah, I, I mean that 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 is the whole idea of all of this that makes zero none sense. none. Zero sense. And why does why does Rollins stop Elias if Elias is going to be a heel though? That just I mean to me it just doesn't make sense. It, it further makes Seth look like the hero of this. There's two baby faces that are jumping him. Right. He's getting the crowd to kind of give him the momentum and the adrenaline that he needs. Right. He lays out both of the people who are jumping him. Right. And somehow he's supposed to be a heel out of all this. Yeah. I, and then you get Ali, who no one cares about, to jump him. And the, it's not like this the 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 big baby face is going to come and save the day. He already beat two baby faces who tried to jump him. And then someone comes out who the fans look. I mean, when, when Ali came out, it wasn't like a, oh, man, he's coming to save. He came out and the crowd was like, oh, it's time to go. Like, is this the the end? Like, it's 11.05. I guess it's time to go. There was nothing that Ali did in this segment whatsoever, man. Nothing. Bro, was there ever a Ali? Because, again, I don't, I only watch Raw. Was there ever an Ali explanation of going from the leader of retribution to now being a baby? Was there ever a coming to Jesus? Like, what, what was happened? Some, what was the transition? There was some like dissension that he had with uh, Mason T Bar. Um, I think they were losing, and then he like got really mad with them because they were they were on a losing streak if I'm not mistaken and then he just kind of walked away from them and so but, but he never but, he never denounced retribution or what he was doing or his actions or nothing no no so he went from that to this and we're supposed to be cheering him there was something in between. He came in a couple other times in between, you know, to just kind of have matches. Um, yeah, I saw those matches yeah. on Raw. They were just matches. They yeah. were nothing, nothing. Yeah. I mean, I don't even know what this is, though, Vince. Like, what is this gimmick? What's this This is to give the marks a great match between Ali and mm-hmm. and Seth Rollins. That's exactly what it is, bro. Are they, they who's who's Rollins wrestling in, uh, in Saudi? I don't think they put anything up for that. So yet. is it going to be Ali? Is that what this is all about? 
Uh, I guess so. He well, he's not. Um, I don't. I mean, I don't know his like his like ancestry or anything. Yeah, he, he seemed like he's. I mean, I don't know if he's Middle Eastern or not. But I don't. I'm, I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm sure. just trying to make sense of this somehow. I. I, <laughs> I mean, like. So, SK Nation, I know that he, I know that uh, Mansoor and Ali was in a tag team and Ali turned heel. And then that led to Mansoor and Ali uh, at Crown Jewel before. I think it was Crown Jewel. Because Mansoor usually has his spots every time they go on Crown Jewel. I don't seem like they're going to do that this year with the maximum male models crap. So... SK Nation, where is Ali from? If I'm if I recall on an interview, I know he's from Chicago, but if from if if I recall an interview, he has been he's from Middle Eastern descent. So I'm not sure if somehow they're doing that just to kind of appease the, the Middle Eastern crowd. I, I'm not sure. But they did that with Mansoor too. So I'm not I'm not quite sure. Yeah. So if SK Nation, if you know his uh descent. Maybe uh, let, let me know because <laughs> I don't know if this is a, a Middle Eastern thing. All right, Vince, are you excited for Crown Jewel? Oh God, please! I'm just exhausted from watching this in real time. I'm 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 much more tired than I usually am. You know, just wow, man! Just, it was it was it was rough for me, man. Like imagine imagine doing a whole day's full of therapy. Oh, I can't. I can't, Chris. <laughs> Imagine having a whole day's full of therapy. Coming home. I, I went to the gym like I do every day to get my, you know, balance and my my, my dump uh, out as far as just the, the heaviness of being a therapist. Went to work out. Wife cooked amazing. He's Egyptian. Okay, thank you, Rock. Um <clears throat> And uh, wife gave me a, a fantastic meal. And I come to my office after a long day. And this is what I get for the night. So the good thing about it, though, Vince, is that I get to close my night with you. And Roland with the 1999 Super Chat. <laughs> Bum Corbin was great. He just lost another match. Sees Big E distracted, shoves him, snatches Big E's money bank briefcase, and runs off. Fans were shocked when Corbin beat up Balor, stole his world title contract, and nearly signed it. Yeah, though those were you didn't watch SmackDown, Vince, but those were really, really funny moments. And why why are you getting away from it, bro? Do you just like run said, out, do you just run out of material? It, it, that's what I'm saying, Vince. Like they had so much um they they had so much material there with Bummy Corbin that they dropped the ball, man. I mean, they dropped the absolute ball. Uh, father Pakistani, mother Indian is what someone said. Okay. Well, there you go. Um, all right. I think that's all the super chats we have uh, for today. All right, Vince. Let the listeners know what you. Well, you know, look, we got it. We got, we got a couple uh, special requests, man. So we got to give the people what they want. So um, we have commissioner of the Legion of Raw. The commissioner wants to have a word. Come on, commission. Let me tell you something. This guy right here, Toots. Yeah. Mister Mond. Mm-hmm. This guy right here would not allow Rhea Ripley to interfere in six straight matches. That's right. You, you better have your manager's I license. was on the case. Can you ima- <laughs> can, imagine to this man as a WWE referee? Yeah. What, what are you going to get past Toots, bro? Right, right. That's absolutely right. And he's going to be sure he's before he rings the bell. I will not ring the bell until you pull, until you go into your pocket. And pull out your manager's license. If you yes. don't have your manager's license, yes. you will not be in this in this ringside. You will yes. be ejected from the ring area. Absolutely. Yes. That's what that's what Toots Mons will do. He will check to see if you have a manager's license. You know, it's funny, bro, because when you talk about that, you know, and immediately I think of Wizard and 
Blassie and yeah. uh, Lou Albano, bro, there, there was a reason for why they were allowed out there. Yeah. All of a sudden, I guess nobody cared anymore. And yeah, anybody can just come yeah. hang out at ringside Elias. And they, it don't matter. And they would sell the manager's license oh, God, all bro. the time. Oh, right? I've got my manager's license. Right? <laughs> oh, my greatest, my greatest managerial spot, bro. And you guys can look this up on YouTube and everybody on, on Sports Kid Nation should watch this. Okay. So, bro, it's Madison Square Garden and Backlund has a big match with superstar Billy Graham. Okay. And superstar Billy Graham comes down with the Grand Wizard of Wrestling. They're booing Wizard and Graham out of the building. The referee is telling a, 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 a whiz, back, you're going to the back. You're going to the back. We're not having it. You're going to the back. So then the wizard whispers something in the referee's ear. Okay? Referee goes over to Howard Finkel and whispers something in Finkel's ear. You guys can all watch this on YouTube. Finkel gets the uh, microphone in the middle of the Ladies and gentlemen. Referee Dick War Warley has just informed me <laughs> the Grand Wizard of Wrestling will be allowed to stay ringside if he behaves. And, <laughs> and bro, Wizard, bro, Wizard throws his hands up in the air, bro. Like, bro, if he behaves. If he behaves. You guys look that up, bro. Look up Grand Wizard if you behave. Your That's mind. how you put managers over, man. Oh, so. my God. One of the greatest things I ever saw in my life. I just found out that someone else has his manager license. I just I just found this out within the past Ooh, five bro. minutes. Oh, don't tell me. I just found it out, man. I don't, I just, I, I, don't tell me, bro. Oh, no. Oh, no, bro. Is this going to be Ali's manager, bro? Is this, is this the swerve, bro? There's Scorpion, no is this the swerve? Ali. There's no way that I would manage, manage Ali. He is not to my level. He would bring me down as a manager. But what I'll about his potential? What? His potential. Scorpion, his potential. Potentials are for wimps. But <laughs> 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 I tell you what, Vince. I've got my manager's license. Yes. And I will consider managing Ali if he gives me a better character. And... If I behave. <laughs> very nice. Very, very nice. Very, very nice. Oh, he very nice. Around. He very hasn't nice. made an appearance in the last he couple of weeks. Huh? It's been a while, man. It's been a while. Yeah. We needed the Black Score performance. Yes, yes. And he yes. promised to behave. I don't think he's going to – I don't think he's going to deliver on that promise, though. I yeah. Think he's gonna behave. Bro, I'm going to tell you this, though. I do – I think they are going to do a decent number tomorrow – because I do believe, bro, there were a lot of people waiting for the Yankee game to start. Yeah. And they were watching, and going back and forth. And then when, when they said it's rained out till tomorrow. So I, I expect them to do a little better number than last week. Okay. Well, we shall see. Definitely would have. I don't, I just don't know. Yeah, I guess eh, maybe a little better. I, I just just a know. little, not a lot. Yeah, just, just a little. A little. Yeah. Because yeah. I, don't, I don't know who the heck is going to. Uh, you know what WWE fans watched NLDS, but <laughs> I mean ALDS. Yeah. And so you know we'll, we'll we'll see where it goes, man. But yeah. hey, well, we're at the CS now with the uh, Guardians and the and the Yankees, right? Yeah. For the AL Championship. So no, no, that's the 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 next round is it? Yeah. But so we're this, at the this this is the division, right? Yeah. Loser goes home. It's yeah. two two. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So well, no, no. So we're at the so we're at the AL, they see us right now. No, that would be the final two teams, wouldn't it be the AL championship? For the AL. Yeah, yeah, there's more. What? Are, what are this the is AL a divisional games? series, I think. Okay. American so, League gets the wild card, then the American League right. divisional series. They beat the Rays for the wild card. Uh, the wild card. Yeah. Yes. And now they're at the Yankees, and it's tied two two, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. Sweet. Yeah, it's the AL division series. Yeah, then we go to the CS. Yeah. Cool, man. I, I uh 
it's it's hard for me to um you know to to I'm an Indians fan. You know what I mean? It's hard for me to say say Guardians, but I, I get it, I man. Know, but I, <laughs> I, I was I was cracking up, bro, because I'm watching, you know, obviously, you know, the last two games were at home. Bro, half of the crowd is still wearing Indians. Yeah. I'm like, what, what are they gonna do? Bro, they're gonna start throwing those people out. Like, seriously. Half of them, like, I'm like, bro, I paid a hundred bucks for this Indians jersey. Yeah. I'm wearing it. I just, you know, because my, my last name's Featherstone. So I have uh, uh you know, I think that probably tells you that uh I have a Native American ancestry. So, like, to me, I'm thinking of that, and I'm like, you know, I get it from the Indian standpoint. I understand from Christopher Columbus and things like that. But I'm like, man, why change the Indians? Why change the reason why you name them the Indians and you change it to something that's, like, non-Native American? Well, you know that's I mean? the I'm thing, just, bro. You're, you're not – they're not the Cleveland Indians as an insult. Right. <laughs> you're, you're not naming your team that to insult them. I take that as an honor. Yeah, and, and, yeah. A, and that was the reason why. That was right. The reason why that's that's, that's why I'm right. saying, like, uh, that, that's ridiculous, bro. It's not to insult them. Yeah. It's to honor them and give back. And now you're going to take that name away? Yeah. Oh, okay, that's whatever. Amazing. But. Yeah, and even if you want to do the, even if you want to take away the Indians, you know, from a PC standpoint, at least call it like to me, the Cleveland Natives would have made sense to me. If you if you had to change it, yeah, call them the Cleveland Natives. You know what I mean? You could have done the the Natives. You could have done the Warriors. You know what I mean? Like you could have those to me would have made sense more than the. The Guardians, like what? well, they did the Guardians, bro, because it's the Indians, so it was so close right, to right, the, right. you know, which yeah. the whole thing to me yeah. is just like, come on, guys, like super weird, man. But anyway, well, ladies and gentlemen, um, you know, maybe one day, you know, Doctor Chris gets super, super rich, and uh, I'll buy the Cleveland franchise and call them the Cleveland Natives because and buy uh, and buy horrible beige ring gear. No, no, no. I would, <laughs> I would somehow, because it was the C, and it's easy for them to to change it and just make it a G. Somehow, I'm going to make it back to the C because yes. it's just going to be Cleveland natives. Yes, so, I'm with you, bro. And we're, we're going to bring, uh, you know, uh, we're going to bring the tradition back, ladies and gentlemen. All right, this guy right here, Vince Russo. I'm Dr. Chris. Special shout out to Toots who came Toots. back and the Black Scorpion after yes. a hiatus came back. He said, you know what? <laughs> they need my help. When Mustafa Ali comes out, let me come to the rescue of this because this was, <laughs> this was oh, really bad. Man, oh, my <laughs> God. Let, let me come in for the save, ladies and gentlemen. And, and he told me, he told us he has his manager's license. So he might be the one who uh, ends up managing uh, Ali to save the day. So mm. we shall see. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Legion of Raw, Vince Russo. Uh, Channel Attitude, let them know about Channel Attitude. ChannelAttitude.com, Russo'sBrand.com. Check it out, bro. Nice. At the Vince Russo, as you see underneath his name. At Chris Prolific, as you see under my name. Go follow us. Go follow us. You'll be, uh, you'll, you'll be rewarded for it. Until next time. Solo!